listening to KDNK. Let's see. Let's get a little more here. All right. You're listening to Geek Speak. I'm Matt McGregor from Rowan for Help Desk in the studio with Louie the Computer Guy. How's it going, Matt? Going good. Where is this guy living? It's all the way yeah, down. You found oh, it. here it is. Yeah. There it is. Aha. Uh-huh. It was cued. You know, this is such a high-tech piece of equipment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 30-year-old mixing board. <laughs> so. Little red lights do it every time. Exactly, man. <laughs> just got to push the right buttons. I'm just going, I'm, I'm moving the fader down, but nothing's happening mm. in my left ear. Yeah. There's a clue. Nice. <laughs> well, hey, welcome back, yeah. listeners. Yeah, we're here. It's been a whole month, right? Or has it been a it's month been and a half? December sometime. Is it? Yeah, because we didn't get anything in January. Oh, okay. Has it been? I don't, can't remember. Wow, we should be really fresh and... Ready to rumble. Yeah. As they say. So I was going to say, since we haven't talked about AI for a while. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Geek Speak on KDNK 970 Since we haven't talked about AI for a month and a half. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's Yeah. Uh, got, got all kinds of deep fake. And... Yeah, we do. Um, so uh, and in the interest of keeping everything fair and balanced, I guess uh, one of the deep fakes or the, one of the things that's going around is a... Uh, um, a fake AI generated um, robocall, and that this isn't happening here in Colorado, but I guess it's happening out on the East Coast. So all of our East Coast listeners, listen up! Um, it's a robocall in letting people know that they don't need to worry about voting in the primary, and it's Joe Biden um, telling them this. <laughs> Says, "Hey, this is this is your old buddy Joe Biden, and I'm just calling to let you know that you don't need to vote yep. in the primary." and Everything's good and is taken care of, and so just just stay home. <laughs> so, um, so that's one, and then the uh, the other one, I guess. Um, let's see. There is a uh, highly doctored or a, a, a deep fake um, Biden video, which I, I have not actually watched it yet at this point, but um, it is designed, I believe, to strengthen some of the the uh dialogue about his feebleness and um uh it's definitely not a pro a pro biden um deep fake video so um just huh. something to keep in mind folks uh you get you're gonna have to you're um yeah you're gonna have to get we're gonna have to get really good at at sifting through robocalls here yeah. we're in a big hurry i'm gonna call it information vetting as a you know as a, a big overarching subject um that there's just a lot of you know we're, basically you got to run everything through three filters four filters um and see you know what what truth actually falls out at the bottom and um you know it's just that that's all you can do as a responsible um responsible yeah, medicine, american you know yeah so yeah because yeah, there's, there's so much AI generated content now, and now mm-hmm. we can use we can use the deep fake processes with in conjunction with AI to make mm-hmm. you know a, a reasonable facsimile facsimile of a uh, you know political figure say anything we want. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll tell you, when I first saw that that uh, video of Obama kicking that door open, you know that was that had a deep heavy impact on me, and and I found out it wasn't real. Um, so. Um, let's see. Uh, one other thing I was going to, did you know that one of the rules of AI is, uh, that, um, it is not supposed to, uh, it will reject requests for private or sensitive information about people. 
Did you know that? That's that's one of the guardrails for AI. Yeah. Um, so somewhat. Yes, I've heard that there's been people that have been able to ask their way around. Okay. Around that, because some of the some of that pri- that that private information was brought into the model, so the model knows about that private information, and uh-huh. hopefully, you know, they put the guardrails up to to not. But I I was reading an article maybe a month ago about how if you ask, you know, you could ask for, you know, so and so's email address, it might you know spit that out for you. Got it. Okay. So and I I didn't get a chance right. to read into very far, but I was just like, okay, uh-huh. so, you know, you're scraping the internet, so people's emails and phone numbers and and personal information is, is going to be brought into this into these uh, large language models. Yeah, exactly. And um, so uh, I guess uh, Italy uh, has come to recognize that uh, that this is a, a problem, uh, a potential problem, and they are pretty much raking um, open AI over the coals um, for exactly what you're describing, ways to work around the model. And um, so it's um, you know, there's definitely a lot of evolution of that uh, technology still in the pipeline. And uh, it's going to be, um, I guess, uh, they launched a fact-finding activity and they found um, data privacy violations uh, in in the model. So yeah, that's gonna be interesting. How to that's gonna be an interesting can of worms to yeah to close. You know, it seems it, like all you need is one guy to sit there and look for that stuff, right? Yeah, but you're you're, you're probably talking about uh, you know tens of billions, hundreds of billions of entries. Mm-hmm. You know, and it may not be that much, but yeah. it's still some percentage yeah. of. I think a lot, you know, a big language model right now. I think mm-hmm. is you know, seventy billion pieces of information. Okay, and so that, that's impressive. How much do you suppose it it brings in or it onboards? How much new information it onboards in an hour? On See, I don't think day, you know, or do, does it does it I, uh, does it like chat, G, chat GPT? Chat, chat GPT doesn't do that. It's, okay. it's, it's 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 iterative. So it's like you're on Chat GPT. JetGPT, it'll tell you what version. Five. Yeah, you can change what version you can, of the data set you're in. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so you can change your data set, and uh-huh. I, I think you know if you want the newer one, then it's a premium uh-huh. feature. But it'll tell you what data set you're in. Oh, okay. All right, I did not know that. That's, yeah. that's and then one I've been playing with uh, just recently is called uh, Perplexity. Okay. It's a uh, natural language search engine. Okay. All right, I'm opening a tab to that. I'm not going to play with it right now, but yeah. um, just so I've got it. So first. you just ask it a question, and it basically responds as a, uh, you know, as a paragraph or a. So like mm-hmm. I said, how do I call Geekspeak on KDNK? And I said you can call Geekspeak on KDNK, which is a call-in text show where listeners can ask tech-related questions and make comments. The show airs on the first and third Mondays of every month and features panel of geeks and occasional special guests so so on and so forth wow i'm impressed to be part of the panel yes <laughs> <laughs> so uh once again nine seven zero nine six three two nine seven six but it did not give out the phone number that's that's a problem so yeah. that was kind of that test on that vein of what yeah. you were speaking about earlier is, yeah you know it, that it's, personal it's, information. it's not getting too personal right it's not getting okay. too personal it's, it's it, not doxing us is right, that what you're saying right. It, it didn't dox a, a publicly known phone number that people that we publicly want people to call. Yeah, exactly. But so, so but the guardrail in that case mm-hmm. seems to be functioning. Got it. Okay. 
Well, uh, sticking uh, on that subject, um, I came across a really a cool article I was telling Matt about before the show that um, it's a company that is making um, robots for the purpose. And, and actually, the, the robot, it's, it's in a developmental stage, and it's, it's basically designed. Um, they're using it as a companion for people suffering from dementia. And um, so it... Um, basically uh, is cataloging it's it's spending time interacting with people with with dementia and one of its one of its purposes or one of its goals is to help people develop um, in their relationship with the chat bot with the with the the robot um, sense of purpose in their life which is like one of the keys to longevity uh, especially in your aging years and so um, they're doing a lot of research. They're like paying attention to how particular types of interactions, what kind of, you know, how they can elicit a smile, how they can elicit a laugh. Um, you know, they're, they're basically putting together their own um, language learning model um, of how to interact with people that are suffering with dementia. So um, I thought that was pretty interesting. And uh uh, I I didn't see a picture of it. It's only two feet tall, <laughs> which <laughs> makes me laugh just think, thinking of you know, this little two. Uh, what's that about this tall? Yeah, that's not very tall. <laughs> well, at least it won't be hiding uh, uh, dog cookies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was um, that was a, a, a kind of a uh, a heartwarming. Uh, and of course, it's got all of the you know. It's, it looks like an anime character, you know. It's got the you know, oh, the anime it. eyes and all that. So I think we got a call. All right, you're on with the geeks. Hi, geeks. It's Donna. How are you? Doing well. Good. How you doing, dear? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm hearing feedback. Is that just on my side? I think so. I okay. Yeah. Is it? Is it um, totally disturbing? No, it's fine. Okay, good, good. Yeah, so very interesting stuff you guys are talking about. How is What role does AI play in your life at this moment? Well, you know, yeah, I don't know what to believe anymore. Uh, I, I will tell you this. Sometimes if I'm watching a YouTube video, because I pay for whatever you call it, YouTube premium or something. Okay, it just it sounds like it sounds like AI voices sometimes. Yeah, like it's and, in a tunnel or something. Right, yeah. and then um, I know when I go to any kind of a to help, and they always want you to chat GPT. You know. Well, yeah, they say they say yeah. just just chat with just send it. Yeah, chat with us. Open start a chat session, right? You right. Know. And then about three questions in the chat bot. Says, yeah, I can't help you with this. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, at least that's exactly. my experience and, of it. Yeah, so. no, that that is my experience. If I if I needed help, I you know t- I, generally I need help because I need to talk to somebody, yeah. and it gets really frustrating for me that way. So sometimes I just start putting you know things I shouldn't write in there. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. And, and what is yeah. what does the uh, chat bot think about that? Do, do they um, do they reprimand you, you or? No, not really. Usually, it just says I'm not. 
I don't know the answer to that or I, uh-huh. I'm not aware of that or something like that. Or it'll just keep repeating the same question, you know, give me an area that you need help with or something. Got right? it. Yeah. So it's, yeah, t- to me it's really frustrating. But Yeah. I think on a certain level, it. I think it's it's helpful. I've I've had a couple experiences where the chatbot helped to to uh, what do they call it triage the call, you know, and but it it did eventually just come back and say, yeah, I think you're going to need to call this number and talk to our human beings. <laughs> yes, right. What one yeah. of the things <laughs> one of the things I wanted to ask you about this whole AI thing is. And I, I think I've seen this somewhere, like a reverse recipe list, where I can go into my pantry and my refrigerator, and I know everything I have. And if I could just put, okay, I have all these kinds of ingredients, what can I make uh, with what I have okay. without having to go to the store, right? Yeah. Like a reverse recipe thing. Yeah. yeah. Have That's, you seen anything like that? A, I think a large language model should be reasonably good at that. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. she's well, talking I chat. want an app. I want an app. That's okay. what I want. Okay, all right. Well, I'll get busy and start <laughs> developing that for you. <laughs> a reverse recipe app. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know what's what's interesting about that is that, um, so, you know, I'm, I'm a retired chef, and I used to go to these, uh, you know, culinary soirees or whatever, and uh, some of them have, like, these competitions or whatever, and uh, Mystery Basket was, you know, a favorite um, a competition, uh, item. And it's basically, they give you a, a, you know, give you a basket and they give you 10 minutes to peruse the contents of it. And you, and you know, they, they put you in a little, you know, display kitchen and you've got, you know, certain condiments and, you know, um, basic oils and, you know, so on and so forth. But you basically have to conjure up a whole meal out of that, um, you know, the contents of the mystery basket. And, uh, oh, I so, bet that was fun. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I think we've already got an, a working name for the app. Uh, we'll just call it mystery basket. And, um, oh, I, you know, yeah, there you go. go. I like there. it. Yeah. So, and then my, my <laughs> wife and I actually, uh, cause you know, we taught cooking at CMC for about six years and we co-opted that whole idea. And the last night of our, we do six week cooking class and the last night of the cooking class, uh, was mystery uh, mystery basket night, and um, oh, okay. so we'd show up and we'd have the whole class, uh, cur- you know, collaborate um, as to what we're going to do with you know the contents of the mystery basket. And uh, mm-hmm. so anyway, yeah, well, kudos on that idea. I'll um, I'll try to well, I'll find somebody who knows the, the program in Xcode. I, was, I just tried it. You found one? Well, I just tried the uh, the perplexity. So I just said, "What can I make with bread, lettuce, bacon, tomato, and mayo?" Oh, that's low hanging fruit. I know. Though, I'm dude. just trying, but it came, yeah. but it, but it still assessed that yeah. you can make a BLT. Okay, yeah. so I'll have to try, you know, flour yeah. and sugar. Let's see what I, I'll have to do one that's more complicated for my. But, but yeah. it, the thing that that's really great. The thing is, it's not it, it's not everything. Like right, like if I give them a list of what I have in my pantry, I don't want to make something that uses everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I just, I, yeah. Right. So yeah. I just want to, we'll have to, we'll have to try it. Yeah. We'll have to try it a little more, but yeah. I just wanted to see if it would just kind of figure out that it's like I'm, uh-huh. I'm talking about a BLT and it, it did. Yeah. Well, I want to see so if you, is, if you put in the... beluga caviar and Velveeta cheese and see what it comes up with. <laughs> <laughs> and and I say that because I used to I had this friend who was kind of considered himself a, a chef bad boy. And uh, I would when he would have some like really high ended customers in the hotel, 
and he'd have things like the foie gras um, pate and the beluga caviar and everything. And he would literally be eating a sandwich made out of goat cheese, foie gras, and beluga caviar. Um, you know, oh, and, and he would he would take and put some you know like something uh, some Miracle Whip on it or something. You know, just to you know to completely violate all the rules of the universe. Um, By know, the way, yeah, so. what is Miracle Whip? Because we used to use it instead of mayonnaise, right? Yeah, well, it. I, all I know is it tastes sweet, you know, and uh, it does. Where I come from, I was raised on mayonnaise that didn't taste sweet, so you know. But you notice most people don't call it mayonnaise; they call it Miracle Whip. So, so, oh yeah, well, yeah. yeah we used to have um, iceberg lettuce with Miracle Whip. That was a salad to us when growing up. It was terrible. I hate to um, say it, but that doesn't sound bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's only because of my disdain for iceberg lettuce, which is really just reconfigured water. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, the other question I have for you guys is, you know, when when is it that we are um, going to be mandated to have our insure our car insurance based on our driving, um, you know, habits? Hmm. Because, for example. I have, when I went on my insurance company, they said, oh, download this app and you can get a discount on your insurance if we're tracking your driving habits. Uh But what makes me nervous is if I'm speeding and I get in an accident, will they know? Yes, probably. Right. And then they won't pay for it. They they claim that's not true, but Mm -hmm. I don't trust. I don't trust them. Yeah. We did that with Progressive years ago when they first started doing that maybe 10 years ago and it, it saved us i i can't remember what it was you know 50 50 60 70 dollars a month mm-hmm. yeah uh, oh, at the time yeah mine wasn't yeah. that good but but it might have been it may not have been that good but uh but i you know we we put it on with lee's car and she you know drove around with it and, uh-huh. it, and it you know it was it was mainly looking for hard acceleration and hard braking at that time i don't know what other telemetry it was it was maintaining but it was looking for you know fast acceleration, fast deceleration, since those are high risk things. Mm-hmm. And statistically speaking, if you're traveling slightly faster than than the average speed of traffic, it's technically safer than going slightly slower than the average. Well, I'm just wondering when they are going to start tracking it without asking us, right? Oh, that's a good like, question. That's we that's know. an opt in kind of thing to say, hey, if you want to save some money opt-in, and then you're more likely to drive more carefully knowing you're being kind of watched. But huh. I feel like, yeah. you know, things are going to be moving to where, you know, I'm driving back. Like, for example, when I turn left, if I, if there's two lanes turning left and I have my left blinker on and I happen to be in the right lane of the two turning left, then I'll get that notification that I'm about to hit somebody, right? Yeah. Well. So it's sometimes that it doesn't keep track very well. That's yeah. in the car itself, but if it's linked to my car somehow, I so are you? Like are you saying awful. your your car has the uh, smart lane centering and all that? Is, is that it that, does? It's giving you that, okay? Which I can turn yeah. off, but it's sure. nice to have actually. Yeah, because I was going to yeah. say that it's my understanding that uh, if if the chips are really down, uh, cars that have that technology, which I I just got one in the middle of summer myself, which I, I for the most part love the the features. Um, but that the computer that runs all that um, basically can act like a black box in an airplane um, in the case of a accident. 
um, that they they can download all the to, you know, all the the driving data um, from the box um, mm-hmm. if they're trying to solve you know whose fault it was or I mean w- why did he drive off the side of a mountain at eleven o'clock at night you know um, right. you know type of thing. So it it may be a moot point. Uh, it you know, <laughs> you know the the app may <laughs> may not get it, but the car will, and um, right. you know. So it's just a matter of time um, till that you know. But I you know going back to I I, I freaking love the those features in my car. Uh, it's it's been super handy. <laughs> Agreed. So yeah. yeah. No, I agree too. I think it's saved me a couple times. Yeah, I, it's yeah. got to it's got to have uh, reduced traffic fatalities. I mean, uh, seems to me, uh, just I mean, just the number of uh, people that haven't like merged into somebody else. Um, you know, that that's always one of my worst fears. I'm like so diligent about looking yeah. over my shoulder all the time. That my, by the time I'm sure. done driving, my neck's totally sore. You know, from <laughs> craning around. Yeah, because our, yeah, because so. ours. If you turn the blinker on. And there's someone in the blind spot indicator. Uh-huh. It, it it's, beeps at you. Oh, it beeps. Okay. It goes, did it? Right. Yeah. You know, to let you know yeah. that, like, hey, check the, uh-huh. you know, you know, check the sensor, check the the blind spot, and yeah. If you turn on the, it, mine, it mine goes that. into strobe it's, mode. <laughs> you know, mine starts strobing. It, the, yeah, it blinks. It blinks the light too. Yeah. yeah. But ours yeah. has an auditory uh, beep yeah. too. Yeah. Once you turn the blinker on. Yeah. Right, but sometimes I don't want it to do that because I'm trying to get over a lane and trying to notify somebody that I'm getting trying to get over, you know, yeah. and then it'll beep at me. <laughs> yeah, I get um, you. I thought for sure you were going to say, sometimes I don't want it to do that because I actually want to hit that person. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. That's funny. Yeah. But anyway, well, listen, thanks, guys. Hey, great to hear from you. And uh, yeah, we're back in the saddle. I think we're, you know, no more, no more extra days off for us, man. So it's great. uh, Well, hopefully I'll I'll hit you up in a couple of weeks. Maybe we can talk again. Okay. Sounds good. I'll I'll look over the rest of the show. Thank you. Bye. Uh Uh-huh. As our foreign correspondent, Donna Dalton, yeah. calling in from the front range. I hear they got a lot of snow down there. Did you was it, yeah. I saw the the uh, radar looked like they mm-hmm. got hit pretty hard, but it looked yeah. like it was mostly. But then I heard you guys got a lot of snow here in the valley. I was in Tucson, and uh, anything more than uh, you know an eighth of an inch is a lot of snow if you're in Tucson. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll take that back. We actually did. There was snow up on the mountaintops um, several mornings uh, when we were in Tucson, which is always kind of a... Kind of a, a fun contrast. So we've got time for maybe one more call, uh, 970-963-2976. Um, or you can listen to Matt and I ramble on about something Yeah, we got a few super more geeky. So. Yeah. I need, to, yeah. I need to spend more time on the yeah. uh, uh, these newer search engines that are using these large language models to uh-huh. get you your answers because I think that that's that's going to be pretty handy, especially since I've been using AI to write my emails and and, mm-hmm. and some of my marketing content. Got it. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna start doing that. So I thought I'd give a little shout out to uh, our our founder Mark Burrows. Um, I took uh, when we go to the rock show. So I I just came back from the the biggest rock show, rock and gem show in the world, down in Tucson for the last couple of weeks, and. Um, one of our traditions is to give gifts to our larger vendors. And um, those gifts range everywhere from a 12-pack of beer to a bottle of wine. And we have some uh, some of our vendors that don't uh, drink or partake. And uh, we took pollinator chocolate with us. 
for that, and it was very well received. So, of course, you know, I don't know if you've seen pollinator chocolate. It's too yeah. almost too pretty to eat. It, yeah, know. it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but we we convinced a bunch of people to eat it, and, and, it's just, and it, it went well. It's just yeah. as, it looks as good as it tastes. Yes. It really does. So. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to do a shout out <laughs> pollinator chocolate, but Mark, we got your back, man. So um, anyway, so I will be checking out Perplexity before the next show. I've got that bookmarked and uh, I'll let you know what uh, how I've solved the world problems, world's problems with uh, Perplexity. Yeah. And uh, you're running that as an app on your yes. iPad. Yeah, I'm running that as an app on okay. the iPad on my cool iPhone. I'm afraid I'm due for a new iPad. <laughs> yep, mine's beat this up. It's starting to bog. It's starting to bog down. Yeah, it's like half the time you go to scroll and it closes the window. So it's not super good. No. Yeah. All right. What else is going on out there? Um, was it we uh, a new version of uh, LibreOffice came out? Well, that's right. You were saying that they've changed their versioning um, plan now. Yep. Yeah. So and, now uh, they were using a traditional numeric. Versioning mm-hmm. plan, but they've switched to a to a, like a, a year and a month, so it'll be like twenty four point two, which is what Ubuntu has been doing, which is one of the mm-hmm. uh, Linux distributions I use pretty heavily. Got it. Uh, they've been doing that since two thousand four. Mm-hmm. So, but you can tell right away it's like, oh, this is Ubuntu, you know, twenty point four. So yeah. you know that it came out in you know four years ago uh-huh. in April. Got it. So I, th- I think that's really yeah. pretty a handy way to kind of yeah. because it immediately tells you how far out of date you are. Got it. If you're six months out of date yeah. or a year or two years mm-hmm. or wherever it is. Got it. So I'm going to nerd out for a second here. Is is Chrome OS based on Ubuntu? It's, uh, is it based on my Linux? Under- it's my understanding is Chrome OS is based on Gen 2. Okay. Linux, right. Which is a uh, basically everything, when you install it on your computer, it compiles mm-hmm. all of the software on the computer so that theoretically it's as fast as possible because it was compiled with the heart the, the hardware that you're running got it okay good good to know i'll browse with a clear conscience or i'll browse with safety <laughs> all, right. all right you've been listening to geek speak on kdnk i'm your host matt mcbear from rowan fork help desk in studio with louie the computer guy thanks for running the board matt and we will see y'all in a couple weeks um, that would be the uh, 20, I'm oh, sorry, the 19th, right? Yep, President's yep. Day. So, all right. We'll see you then. And in the meantime, do not touch your knob. Mm-hmm.